gentlemen, this contest set for one fall. Joining us now for episode two of the Road to RPW Heatwave 2, a man who is going to be in the Cruiserweight Championship match that Root for Wisconsin is presenting from Green Bay, Wisconsin, TW3. His face in the sand, not the last mafioso. I'm a MC cop. Make it say go LL and do the what? If you think you cannot ride me, yeah, boy, I bet. Cause I ain't met a motherfucker who could do that yet. Trent said I'm better, but rhymes are good. I got a go name play that says I wish you would. And when I begin, then I gotta join in. And before my rhyme is over, you know I'm a yeah, three. How you doing tonight? Good man, how are you doing? Fantastic. So thankful for you to join us here tonight and joining us on the road to RPW two or Heatwave two. Uh, you know, pretty big thing that this is the first time we've been involved in the pay per view. We've been to uh, two of the events so far, but first time we've been in one of the events as a promotional sponsor. Couldn't be happier to be part of it here with you and your match. Uh, just kind of starting off here, just to kind of give our listeners a background. A uh, quick background as to who you are. Oh, my name is uh, TW3. I go by either the 80s baby um, or the Midwest ace in OVW. Um, been wrestling. It'll be 17 years uh, in August. So I've been doing this a long time. Uh, I've traveled a lot, been in different countries, uh, different, a lot of different states, won a lot of championships, but I mean, there's no better place uh, that I love to wrestle than in Green Bay because that's where I started. So um, trained by Shane Hills, who's the same guy who trained Ken Anderson, uh, Mr. Kennedy uh, in WWE. Um, also trained by Swaggle. He had a, a, a nice filling in my hand uh, as far as uh, training too. So I've been doing this a long time, man. And uh I'm loving everything that RPW is doing. Um, Rich is a great guy, known him a very long time, and he's definitely been giving me a lot of those opportunities uh, that a lot of people uh, haven't been giving me. So I'm really appreciative of that. And really appreciative of you uh, getting me on your show today too. So thank you for that. Yeah, I know when Rich sent us the card of the different matches that we could be part of, I my co-host Ramsey who's not here tonight, I looked at him and said this was a no-brainer. Root for Wisconsin, root for our Wisconsin guy. In the championship, it was a no-brainer. So we didn't even know it was a championship match at first, but as it kind of came together, it was even better. So <laughs> awesome for you, awesome for us, all together, all good things around. Now, first, you know, I, I do want to get into a couple, you know, how you trained and uh, the different trainers that you had worked with. But first, I do want to ask, you know, just something that we've kind of started with this series and talking. We actually talked to Devin, the ring announcer, uh, D-Dog, last week. Uh, um, but we, we kind of started with kind of just kind of a general intro to yourself. Uh, what really got you into the idea of wanting to be a wrestler? Uh, so very first match I ever seen, uh, was it 98, was it 88, 87. I think it was 80. Uh, I have to look again, but it was a while ago, but it was, um, in the eighties and it was a class of the champions. It was sting versus uh Ric Flair. Uh, and I was enamored with what I saw as a kid. Um, I just loved everything about it. And then 
I was introduced to The Undertaker. And then I was definitely like, okay, I'm going to do this. Now, a guy my size, a guy my stature, you, you're probably thinking, oh, we're going to hear about uh, the Rey Mysterios and all that. But I wasn't, I was a big fan of those guys, but those weren't what got me into this. Uh, I loved watching wrestling. Uh, my uncle actually is the person who got me into it. Uh, I was watching Clash of the Champions with him. Uh, and uh, it just kind of, it took off from there. I always said I would do it. I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Uh, it's to play around in the yards with people and, you know, always get that same, oh, you're too little, you'll never do that. You know, they look for guys six, six, 300 pounds, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, there's, there's going to be a way for a guy like me one day. And, uh, no matter what, I just never gave up on the dream. Um, and like I said, I've been doing it so long now. It, it's just, it's what I love. It's a passion. Some people might call it an addiction. And if this is an addiction for me, well, it's healthier than most things that people can fall <laughs> into. So I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I just, I just fell in love with it. Clash of the Champions, Sting versus Flair. I was just like, it, it was just everything for me. And uh, and ever since then, like I said, that and The Undertaker, I've, I've been sold on it. And I love this business. So, You know, you throw out the name of The Undertaker. And, you know, even, you know, I've seen you wrestle once. And that was at the last RPW event at the Watering Hole. And mm -hmm. just kind of following you on social media since then, I would have never guessed Undertaker. Yeah, but that, that's genuinely, you know, it's it's always kind of funny because you look at me, I'm kind of that opposite six, four bigger guy. And actually, my favorite wrestler of all time is probably Rey Mysterio. So just kind of flip side of that. But um, yeah. but I do want to ask, would you would you go as far to say the Undertaker, your favorite all time pro wrestler? Absolutely. Absolutely. All time favorite pro wrestler of all time. That That's awesome. Um, no. I, I do want to ask one thing we had asked Devin, and I'm planning on asking anybody who comes on this series. Mm -hmm. Not I, I, There's kind of two ways you can go about this answer, um, because actually Devin and I went two ways on the answer itself. Uh, but we were kind of building a Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And the first way we attacked it was just as just the, the greats, you know, the goats, if you will. But then, you know, also your favorites built in there as well. Kind of let your fandom shine through. So okay. if you had to build your Mount Res Rushmore of wrestling, you know, four figures, who would you put on that? Um, Undertaker, obviously. Um, Sting would be there. Flair. And then Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie won. That I don't I think it's kind of slept on in terms of legacy long term. I don't know if it's just because we're we're not far enough removed from his greatness. Right. Or if it's just, you know, because there were so many other greats at that time. I mean, you look at that time frame, it was, you know, Cena, Flair, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, Sting and Undertaker, uh, same time, time frame as The Rock. And then, I mean, another wrestler you had mentioned earlier, and I had mentioned Rey Mysterio, uh, yep. just the, the all-time kind of great feuds that they had at, at the WCW level. You know, you think of Halloween Havoc, you think of um, the SummerSlam Dominic Mysterio storyline, oh, yeah. all those different oh, yeah. angles to that feud and ultimately kind of him winning his his championship. Uh, so mm -hmm. just a number of different, you know, greatness that kind of gets forgotten about. So I'm really glad that you throw him in there. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. So kind of, I guess, kind of going into the next part here as we look at, you know, like as I mentioned um, you know, before we kind of get into your training, I guess I want to ask, you know, with kind of having that you know, as you had mentioned, kind of small, more smaller stature, not quite the 
the 6'6", 320 pounds or whatever that is quote-unquote desired, who do you kind of model who you are in the ring after? Uh, I mean, that's a that's a good question. I, I honestly, um, I try and take a little bit from a lot of different people. Um, I honestly am one of those people who uh, I, I would say maybe after like a, an AJ Styles or a Finn Balor or um, even some of the things I do, you know, maybe the Mysterio. Um, but I, I honestly like to think that I model myself after me. Because everything, I, I try and do a lot more original things than most people would. And uh, when it comes to, like, my moveset and everything, it's not always the same. Because one thing, and I know you said you've seen one of my matches, but if you, if people who know me and been watching me over the years, I've developed so many different styles of, you know, ways I can wrestle. I, I can get down and ground and pound. I can do hybrid things in the air, all that stuff. I can submit. I can submit you. It, it, it just, you know, for me, I don't think there's just one style, you know, that I could model myself after because I, I always try and make everything myself, you know. So that that's the biggest thing when I think about that because I've had that question asked to me before, and I honestly couldn't answer then, and I I can't honestly answer now because I like to think that I model myself after myself. Because that's what I'm trying to do. Because that's, you know, as TW3, that's what I'm trying to do in this business is be different. Um, so, yeah. That's definitely something that I'll have to watch a little bit more closely. Because, I, like I said, I remember the first match and kind of going into this this upcoming match just to kind of see the difference in style. And, and we'll get into the match itself more in here in a little bit. But I do want to ask some, you know, as you had mentioned about the training, um, you know, we talk about Ken Anderson and Ken Kennedy. And, and really, you know, I think, you know, ultimately just one of the first things I was drawn to you when we when we kind of looked at some of the, you know, when I looked you up uh, was the fact that you were trained by Swaggle, Hornswaggle product of Wisconsin himself. So at first I want to ask just kind of working with him as somebody who's, who's made it to TV, who's kind of a more prominent figure in the wrestling world. What was it like being under his tutelage? Uh, Under his tutelage was good, man. Uh, A lot of the stuff that I did with him was right before he was going to WWE. So uh, a lot of the things that I, I learned from him were things that he didn't have pre-TV. So uh, it was just because he was to be in the ring with, um, because he was a smaller guy, you know, um, but he could still throw me around. Uh, so it was always good. It was always something that, you know, I always hold dear to myself because I was that one guy um, that, probably got to get that last little bit of training from him before he did that stuff. So so just kind of on the flip side of that, what was it like seeing him on TV as his whole WWE journey and and kind of the next chapters he's had since there? I mean, he's been on Impact and, and you know, all the others. But what was it like kind of seeing him in that that lens after he got done training you then? I mean, it was cool, man. Uh, like, it was always like, so you're training with the guy, right? And then, you know, you see him on TV. It's like, that's cool. I know this guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was always really cool. And the fact that he's still been able to do so much after he hasn't been with WWE anymore. I mean, think about it, right? He made what was supposed to be six months into 10 years. So when you think about something like that for a guy his size, who's not supposed to be in the game, it's great to see him be able to do those things. Um, 
it, it, people don't know this. And I, I mean, people do, but a lot of people don't know. You know, he's always been here in Wisconsin the entire time. He never moved out of Wisconsin. He stayed in his hometown the entire time. So we've seen him, you know, when he would be off the road. And But it was always just great to see him succeed when he was on there. You know, it was, and it's still good to see him succeed now. You know, I'm just ACW. So. <laughs> I, I got to say, you know, I am surprised to hear that. I thought he lived under the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I bet a bunch of people. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that, you know, just kind of, you know, maybe a little bit of the age difference here, uh, just because that's kind of when I first got into wrestling, it was slightly before he was starting to kind of come around with uh, Finley, but uh, just uh-huh. a, definitely a different angle. Um, so then you talk about, you know, Shane Hill. Uh, somebody that I'm sure that you know a lot of the Wisconsin-based wrestling fans have heard of, uh, mm-hmm. but but somebody that's not necessarily had that same you know kind of notoriety that maybe Hornswoggle did. So, kind of working with him, I guess, kind of the differences between working with him versus working with Swoggle. Let me let me let me let me just be real blunt with this, right? If you want to be in the wrestling business and you want to be sure that you want to be in the wrestling business, you go get trained by Shane Hills. Shane Hills is a man who really loves ex- exactly what this business is about. And Shane only wants those people in this business who really want to be in the business. So going to the dojo of pain, it, it, it says it for itself, right? The dojo of pain. Um, <laughs> Shane's a rough guy. He's an old school guy. But one of the things a lot of people don't understand about Shane is that he doesn't want you to leave, you know, a better wrestler when you are in the dojo. He wants you to leave a better person. And that's what makes Shane a great guy because Shane cares about you as a person, not just as a wrestler. So um, being trained by Shane uh, and, and having that tutelage and still to this day, like having feuds with a guy like that and still getting beat up from time to time. It's great, man. Like it, it because Shane has, he hasn't been there, but he's gotten guys there. And that's what, really matters because that's what he cared about was teaching those people and at least giving somebody something to be able to stand on yeah I, you i don't know i never have met him you i don't know if you could have said that any better though that's incredible just an angle on a guy like you said just a guy who has not necessarily been there himself but like you said gotten people there um right so and and, and, you, and, and to be honest with you like uh my style, we talked about my styles before. The, the strong style, the, like how hard I hit people, and people go, man, you really like lay that in. It's because of Shane. Because it, it's better to, to lay it in than to just, you know, mail it. So uh, when people look at me and they go, man, you, man, you really you, you hit a guy. I'm like, yeah, because I got hit. I got hit by this dude who's, he, he, he's basically, you know, a farmer. A big farmer has a barn with a bunch of animals that lifts hay and beats us up in a barn. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, when I hit you, I mean it's kind of it's it's real. It's it's strong style. It's exactly what they do in Japan. That's what Shane teaches, man. And it's old school roughneck wrestling. So that that's yeah that you couldn't say it any better yourself and I, i'm glad you know that you have that relationship with a guy like that um because that's definitely something you can see you know that's i remember you know looking at rams after that first night of watching you wrestle and having that same kind of takeaway man that guy kicks ass so the dojo of pain that's a that you know something i probably wouldn't be able to do myself because that sounds incredible that sounds 
hard nosed, and I love to hear that. Say that again. I, I was just saying, I love hearing you know about the dojo of pain and the the farm style, strong style wrestling. That's incredible because that's exactly the same takeaway uh, that I had from you know watching that first match that you were in. Oh yeah, so definitely. it definitely translates that's, and that's for sure. All Shane Hills, man. That's all Shane. So. So kind of looking into just kind of taking a, another step as we kind of discuss this upcoming uh, RPW Heatwave 2 and kind of, you know, a newer promotion in Wisconsin. But really, you know, something I've kind of noticed is how strong the state of Wisconsin has been for wrestling, whether that be WWE shows, eight now AEW shows. You know, they bring good shit to Green Bay. I mean... Just kind of, you know, looking at the different, um, you know, just talking about Swaggle, you think about uh, the night that they revealed him as Vince McMahon's illegitimate son. You think <laughs> about uh, my first ever live wrestling event. I saw the night that Vince McMahon bought Raw from Vince, or, or that Donald Trump bought Raw from Vince McMahon, I should say. Right. There's always big storylines. And a part of that, probably the tie in with Chicago and. You know, everything kind of going on with AEW there and, and even kind of in turn Milwaukee as of late. Um, but just the state of wrestling in the state of Wisconsin, I don't I would probably say has never been better. Any thoughts on that? No, it hasn't. It hasn't been. And, and, and that's all due to a lot of the people who are being turned out in this state as well. And a lot of that, again, is, is Shane Hills. Look at the Aaron Arsenals, the Ragnars, the Jonathan C. Kids. Like those those kids are all from the dojo. A lot of the best wrestling, and and I'll say it, and I'll be a hundred percent. A lot of the best wrestling in Wisconsin comes from the dojo of pain. And there's people that are from the dojo of pain that people don't even know are from there. So when you're looking at all these great wrestlers and all these great companies, and all the stuff that's being brought and all the fans being into the Wisconsin wrestling scene, it's again back to Shane Hills. You know what I mean? It, it's just what it is. And wrestling in this area has not been any better in a long time. Because then you got guys like Rich who are willing to go out there and bring those other names in there to, to help boost, you know, the, the the morale of Wisconsin and Wisconsin wrestling. Like, I, I can't thank Rich enough for giving me all the opportunities he's given me. I don't know anybody who really would have just given me the opportunity and said, hey, uh, you're going to wrestle Rohit. Okay, cool. Like, I know... And I'll say this, and it's not a cocky thing. I know I'm a good wrestler, right? But I don't think that I'm at the level or the caliber of what some of these guys that are on TV are. Like, I, I'll get told that I am, and I believe it to a fault. But it's like, okay, so if I am, then why am I not signed yet, mm -hmm. right? That's how I feel. But then it's also when you think about it, well, wrestling a lot of the time is right place at the right time. And most of the time for me, it hasn't been the right place at the right time yet, I guess. But... And when you think about all the shows that are going on, the, the, even the, the swaggle when he puts on uh, ACW Water City Wrestling Con, um, who, who else brings those names? Him, Rich, Blizzard Brawl with Dave Hero. I mean, another guy who's given me so many different opportunities. Like, wrestling in Wisconsin has never been better, and I think that it's just going to keep getting better and better and better. It's not going to go down because you have guys like that who are willing to – go the extra mile to make it better in Wisconsin. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. Now, I do want to ask just kind of with that, you know, an opportunity that I saw on social media and I wanted to ask you, I've been really, really excited to ask you more about and 
I, I saw you had a little bit of work um, with when AW Forbidden Door was kind of going on that time frame. So I guess I kind of want to ask you to kind of elaborate on that if you can. So I did uh, I did do extra work. I unfortunately did not get a match that night in Milwaukee. It was at the Panther the- uh, Panther Arena. I didn't get a match, but uh, I did get to talk to the very most important influential person in AEW, Tony Khan. And um, so let's just say that our conversation was great. And the next time they come around, you might see me on TV. Let's just say that. So. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll try to leave it at that. I do want to ask, you know, just uh, all I get to really hear out of Tony Khan is what I hear, you know, either on TV or busted open that I listen to pretty re- religiously. I do want to ask, what is it like having that conversation with a guy like Tony Khan? That dude's the coolest guy I think I've ever met in my life. <laughs> like, I'm being dead serious. So, like, I've done a lot of at least seven or eight extra things for WWE. You know, that's not a place where you're just going to walk up to Vince McMahon. You don't see Vince McMahon unless Vince McMahon wants you to see him. Uh, The only time I've ever even seen Vince McMahon is either sitting at Gorilla or Vince McMahon being in the room when, you know, you're filming a promo because you're a part of the extra part uh, of one of the things going on that night. And and even then, he's so intimidating. It's like you don't even really want to say hi. If he says hi to you, though, you better say hi. Otherwise, you probably won't come back. Tony Khan, the exact opposite. That guy, I have seen him talk to everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. And he's just a friendly person. He, he really is just exactly who he is. He's excited for his talent, the people he has working for him. He loves his people. And he's just a really good dude. It was, it was a great experience. Um, he's everything that people will, will say he is. I, I don't think that guy might not have a bad bone in his body, to be honest with you. It was just a great experience to be able to just have that conversation. Even if it wasn't for a long time, you know what I mean? It was just nice that, like, you can go and be in that type of environment and not feel like you have to walk on uh, pins and needles. So Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I do want to, just kind of before we get into the match that you're having at RPW Heatwave 2, I do kind of want to ask just one thing I know you kind of touched on. Um, you know, being on TV, is is that your end goal at this point? Or what would be the goal of TW3, it, say, three, four years from now? So a lot of people don't know, but TW3 is pretty old, right? I'm, I'm like, I, and I'm not going to throw the whole Easter egg out there, but I, I'm, I'm getting into those years where it's either make it or break it time. Uh, is the end goal being on TV? Absolutely. I, it's everybody's end goal, right? Um, but even if I was on TV in a different fashion, backstage doing something else, I'd be okay with that. Um, I used to say the first time I received the WWE paycheck for being an extra, I could leave the wrestling business. But I, I, I lied because obviously every time after that, I was just trying to get better and better and be seen. Um, TV is my end goal, uh, but I will say this. If I can get to Japan and I wrestle in Japan, I, I could probably walk away without TV. So... Fantastic! Yeah, that's that's incredible. I, I hope both happen because you are an incredible in-ring talent. You're an incredible uh, interview talent here too. I've, I'm loving this conversation. Um, I, I do want to kind of go into the match now. So RPW Heatwave Two, uh, four-way matchup for the inaugural RPW Cruiserweight Championship. Some like you, you know, you mentioned Johnny CK, one of your opponents for that night. So I guess, do you have any in-ring experience against any of these guys you can kind of take into that fight? 
So I know Johnny CK uh, really well. Uh, I was at a bunch of trainings when he was training. And uh, even after he was training, we all would just be there, you know, working out together in the ring uh, at the dojo. So I know a lot about him. Rick McCarthy, the same thing. Um, I've known him for a very long time. I trained right before he did. Uh, so I have been in the ring with him plenty of times. I know a lot. I know, I know his game. And his game is the Shane Hills power game. Um, so I know what to stay away with with him. Damian Chambers, I know exactly who he is. I've never been in the ring with him, but I've watched him. And um, I think he's going to be my biggest test uh, because Damian Chambers, is, a, is he's a star, man. You can look at that guy and just tell, like, he's got money written all over him. He'll be one of those guys that's next. I'll tell you that much. So. So when you pre- when you prepare for a match or, you know, just to kind of stay in, because you're doing events all over the country, all over the state, what does TW3 do to prepare for a match like this? For a match like this? I get my body in shape, man. I just make sure that my body is exactly where I need it to be. I make sure that I'm not, like, doing anything that's going to make myself injured before this happens because wrestling with an injury is not fun obviously um film study i'll film study certain guys and just watch certain things that they've done before and if it's if it's something that they might try and pull out in the match and i can counter um you know things like that but basically eating right staying healthy uh lifting you know a good amount of weight to to make myself you know be physically prepared and just kind of follow up with that then as well you know for the the people who you know, because this is a very physical, you know, sport that you're in. I, I guess right. I, I kind of want to follow up with what what do you do to, I guess, you know, kind of keep in shape? Or what's something that maybe that the average person doesn't know about what goes into preparing as a as a wrestler, pro wrestler? <laughs> what? Six days a week. Yeah, yeah, that's six days a week, man. <laughs> <laughs> six days a week. That's you're just you're you're working hard six days a week. Like you have to. Um mentally, physically, you just gotta be ready, right? Um, you go to extra trainings if you can. If there's a training and or if you know, you call Shane and say, Hey Shane, this is what I, I wanna do this because I got this match coming up. He opens the dojo to you, you go in there and you take bumps. You work on things, you you know, perfect your craft the best as you can before that big match. Finish, fill the, or finish the sentence, fill in the blank. TW3 leaves RPW Heatwave 2 as Cruiserweight Champion if. If Brick McCarthy doesn't get a hold of me and <laughs> drop me on my head. <laughs> I, I love to hear that. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen because I, you know, I know that you know, we're, we're going to try to get the other guys from this match on the show. I don't want to say I'm picking favorites, but... I, I think I have my favorite kind of under the under the pen, if you will. <laughs> right. uh, so, uh, again, I'm going to try to stay as neutral as possible leading up to the match. I know that we're presenting the championship to the winner uh, that night. So v- rooting for you to win that. I'm rooting to you know kind of see hopefully that you can get that TV, you know, everything that you're wanting to go with here. How can the people follow along with your journey? Uh, you can go on uh, Instagram. I'm on Instagram. It is uh, the underscore official underscore TW3. Um, you can go on Twitter. That's going to be Thomas Walton and then three eyes for 
for the three, obviously. Um, and then that's pretty much it, man. Other than that, uh, follow me, follow me on all those. Like that's, those are the ones I use the most Instagram and Twitter. I'm always on them. So, uh, Stop by, drop me a line, say hello. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And just kind of going here as we get into two, uh, Heat Wave 2, anything else you want our listeners to know about TW3 that maybe I haven't asked or that you kind of just want to share about the event coming up? I mean, this is going to be a great event. Uh, every RPW show has gotten better and better. The talent on it is just amazing. Uh, this match in itself is just going to be uh, – this is going to be one of those matches where you can go, okay, this is a banger. Um, that's that for, for the older people like myself, that's that word the kids use now. <laughs> this is going to be a banger, man. Uh, this is going to be a banger. And, and the, sh- the whole show is going to be a banger, man. Rich does great business. And uh, I'm just ready to go. I think that what you should know is if you haven't seen me wrestle before and you want to see somebody who can really go, you want to come to this show and you want to see this match. Let's just say that. And I guess I'll just, I, I, I know we just kind of, we're wrapping up here. I do want to ask one more question and just yeah. to you as someone who, as someone who, you know, has recently, as you know, you kind of mentioned being with the AWTV and you've been in an extra, um, you know, on WWTV as well. And just, you know, comparing that world to like the indie scene, you know, the, the world of like the watering hole where there's maybe four or 500 people. What do you think is the biggest difference between the two? As someone so, in ring, I totally forgot to mention this, and I don't know why. You can also follow me on Fight TV every other Thursday because I do go down. I do work for OVW uh, as well, and that's TV. So I'll, I can. I'm glad you asked that question because it's, it's different, right? So for, let's say a Thursday night for me at OVW, uh, there's cameras, there's people, studio audience, but at the same time, you have to literally stick to everything that you need to do because this is TV. And in TV, you can't go over a time that's given to you to be able to have this match. Why? Because it costs you millions of dollars to pay that promoter back. Um, whereas in an indie show, um, what's going to happen if you go over a time in a match? You're going to get to the back and the promoter's going to yell at you a little bit, slap your hand, and then they're going to move on. Um, it's a totally different environment, man. It, like the way the professionalism of TV is, Versus the way the professionalism of an indie show is done. It's two totally different environments. And um, I'm just fortunate enough to be able to, you know, be a part of both. And I'm very, you know, excited about that. All right. Well, TW3, I do want to thank you for joining us. Like I said, we look forward to uh, seeing you at RPW Heatwave 2 and hopefully handing you that orange bell. Have you seen the belt yet? I did. I, I, I seen a picture of it the other day. He sent it to me. He didn't. I don't think. Uh, I don't know how many other people seen it, but I seen the picture of it, and it looks great. And it'll look great uh, around my waist and on my mantle after I win it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm hoping that we get to give you that orange belt at uh, August 27th at the Watering Hole. Looking forward to it. Thank you again for joining us here on the Route for Wisconsin Road to Heat Wave Two. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank you.